Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The beat goes on. The beat goes on. Drums keep pounding a rhythm to the brain. La da 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 dee. La da 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 da. Charleston was once the rage, huh?
Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is 5.03 p.m. Pacific Time, October 18, 2017, and Prohibition still rages, still rages strong all across America, all across North America, most of South America, most of the rest of the world. What that means is that the act of possessing, cultivating, transporting, distributing, giving away, selling, or any other sort of thing, or conspiring to do any of these things is a crime. And there may be a way that you can do these things and have it not be criminal, but it's still a crime. There's a a way that you can do it wrong. There's a way that you can grow a plant in such a way that you can get locked up for it. I just had a conversation today with an ex-highway patrol woman, and um, she was retired. And we talked a little bit about this, and she could not believe that there was anybody locked up in prison in America today for life for pot. And she asked some questions, and I gave some general answers about different uh, uh, inmates that were supporting right now. And always there's the, well, he was doing something to help out this operation, or he had some involvement in it. But when you get down to the act, the act of growing a plant, any plant, and having that act be a crime, or the act of taking any plant that was grown by anybody and driving it across state lines and that being a crime, or the act of taking any plant and selling it to somebody or giving it away or trading it for something, for that to be a crime. Any of those things are ridiculous. And, you know, we get so many people, and again, I keep saying this is part of the problem. Legalization breeds this uber-criticism, this, well, we have a law. If you were just following the law, we probably wouldn't have a problem now, would we? If... I did it, I would make sure I fell within the the guidelines of the law. Well, what if the guidelines aren't reasonable? Look at your law, look at the laws around you, look at every law that's out there this day today, anywhere in America, and you will find that they're unreasonable. Whatever number they say you can have, what if you need more? Who cares? You know? But that's what this is about. That's what we're about. That's what this show's about. That's what the Human Solution's about. That's what the coalition's about. That's it. We're just trying to end prohibition. So we've got a bunch of guests on the line right now. We have Sharon Rabert from um, Atlanta, Georgia, the hotbed of civil rights, um, the cradle of the civil rights movement. And we made a big victory just a couple of weeks back. And uh, there's constant updates. When you make a change, um, it doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't happen necessarily the way you want it to. It happens in a way that we have to keep our finger on it, and things will continue to happen. We got Mark Pedersen on the line with an update. He just had a hearing. He was in Colorado where it's legal. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Mark was helping out a bunch of sick people, been helping out sick people for many years in a place that it's supposed to be okay. Well, When you don't follow their guidelines their way in a particular manner, you can be treated as a criminal. It doesn't make you a criminal, but you might as well be one if you get treated like one. 
A couple of little announcements I want to get into, and then we'll jump right into the guests. We have uh, Vivian McPeak joining us today. Vivian is um, a longtime activist. Um, he's got this in his soul. He's the originator the, the, of the Seattle Hemp Fest, one of the largest or the largest cannabis event of the year, any, any year, any time. There isn't anything that comes close to the Seattle Hemp Fest. And as much as I have some disdain for most of the events because of what they've turned into, I know Vivian, I've, I've been a guest on his show, he gets it. Um, he's doing this for the right reasons, the right way, and he's sacrificed so much um, to, to make this event a world-class one. And, and of all the events I've been to, there's really nothing like the Seattle Hemp Fest. So we're going to talk. Um, and we got Roger Christie's going to be joining us a little bit later. Roger's a, an ex-POW. His wife, Cher, is a current POW in federal prison for a plant. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Okay, so we're going to get started. First of all, uh, later on in the show, we're going to announce the results of our Solidarity Ribbon Photography Contest. That's on the Human Solution Group page. And uh, every week, there's three or four entries, and could be more, but all you have to do is submit a photo. You don't even have to take the photo. Just enter it. And if the photographer doesn't get mad, then your entry is good. Uh, if there's a poll on the front of the page. Everybody gets to vote. Figure it out. It's been six weeks now. We've gone through the uh, details of it. There's no way to mess it up. All I can say is vote, and we get a winner. We will announce the prize here. Shortly, I've had a bunch of prizes donated. Sorry, i got hiccups right now. A uh, bunch of prizes donated, um, but we will have a great prize like every single week. Another thing I want to talk about is our calendar. Uh, the Human Solution has a calendar, and this is a tool that's free for anybody to use, and it's at thsintl.org, and you go to that uh, page there, and you will see right on the event, event calendar. Oops, we're having a glitch right now. All right, well, normally there's an event calendar, and it will ha show all of the uh, all of the events for the week. I really can't read this right now because I'm not sure what's going on. Um, well, that takes me away from that whole idea. We do have a number of people that we're supporting right now. A number of cases. Oh, here we go. Hit it from the hit it from the right or the left side of the show, and it will turn up. So we have right now one event on the 20th, and that's Ray Sharp, um, and it's in Chico, California. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I believe Tom Corby will be on to uh, to share this. Next week, as far as I know, there is not a single court date happening anywhere in the world because clearly whoever it was that has one didn't bother to put it on our calendar. I don't mean to be a bitch about this, um, but for the last nine years, we've had a calendar. We make it available. We make it easy. We make it shareable. We do everything we can as an organization to provide resources for people to generate support for their cases. We know that if you generate enough support for your case, you can get positive coverage. You can get people in the courtroom. We can do this correctly, and you can win your case just by people knowing about the injustice. So I'm just saying, if we use it, it can work. 
Um, Facebook is great and all, but I've just watched so many Facebook campaigns fall up short because most of the real people out there that are doing the real work don't spend much time on Facebook. Okay, let's get started. We got Sharon Ravert, dear friend, sister in arms, a sister from another mister. Um, Sharon is just a warrioress out there on the front lines constantly battling to end prohibition. She gets it. She's got Peachtree Normal running strong. She's uh, a, a champion of the cause. Sharon, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, listeners, glad we're back together again a week after yeah. we spoke last time. <laughs> so tell me what's uh, what's been going on. You were exhausted last time we talked. Um, yeah, I'm still I, I, exhausted. I, <laughs> I'm still exhausted. I just got home from another meeting just about 30 minutes ago. Um, so, yeah, Atlanta has moved forward. This um, signature from our mayor came. Um, we went successfully through the International Drug Policy Conference with not a single arrest, and there was plenty of the uh, I smell marijuana going around. Um, the <laughs> cops actually were um, – actually, one cop danced with my daughter, and no uh, it was the first time I have seen her not be afraid of a police officer since the raid happened. And it wow. felt so good as a mother to see that, um, you know, to see her dancing with a police officer. So so that was one of the highlights of many of the DPA conference here in Atlanta. And um, quite frankly, we've got tons of other people reaching out to Peachtree Normal, um, other aldermen and other council people from other cities in Georgia that are wanting to follow Atlanta's lead. So we're working diligently um, from city to city on, on helping them get their talking points and get them on the road to sensible reform. And we, of course, have some bills coming out, and they're getting stronger by the day uh, to protect the entire state. So we just keep working diligently at that and, and, uh, and trying to protect as many people as humanly possible. Well, I am just tickled to hear about the positive progress going on in such a hostile place. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you got to take your stand. It's, it's funny, people, uh, you know, when I tell people we're, we're making a strong effort in Atlanta, they go, well, why there? Why would you want to try to take on that? They're so so corrupt, or Oklahoma or Kansas, any of these places where, well, we're making a stand, and we're we're chipping away at it. Um, the thing that people need to remember, and I, and I got so many people, they're like, well, you know, what can I do? I can't do anything because I'm not over there. I can't vote there. You can educate people. You can encourage people. You can raise people up. Every time we get one person stand up and fight, they are exceptional, and they need to be raised up, and they need to be supported by the whole nation, the whole world not just your local community, but we need your local community to come up and show up. And so it's a, it's a combination of things. The more awareness there is, that's why we do this show, to bring awareness, to give a voice to the one, the one defendant who just needs one more person to care. We bring that one more person. To, to, to the one uh, person that's trying to get a legislation passed and needs one more person to collect signatures, the person who needs one more letter, the person, whatever it is, 
every single person, be a part of it, participate in some way, and you will make a difference. There's just no doubt about it. So, um, Absolutely. Jared, it, it, you remember this, Jeb, for your listeners. You don't have to stand tall. You just need to stand up. Absolutely. Those are some great words. And, uh, you know, it's um, – it's one of those things we just we just have to keep going. We just have to keep marching, and this is not a race, a sprint to the finish. This is an endurance race. This is the uh, Mexicali 10 million, and if we just no. finish this, we will win. <laughs> and that's all we have to do is get up every day and just keep marching towards it. Absolutely, and I appreciate that you're marching towards it, and I look forward to the rest of the show. I'm always uh, – to hear Vivian speak, and I am very glad to hear an update from Mark. So peace to you, brothers, and keep up the fight. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, Sharon Rabert, Peachtree Normal, and so many other things. All right. We got Mark Pedersen to, to give us an update. Um, and I want to make another announcement about the website. Um, Becca Nichols has been working very hard and very diligently to make improvements to our to our website and make it to where it's more of a resource to more people. Um, she's been posting um, press releases, and we're going to get into a specific press release and a call to action. Um, but just recently, we have a new feature put on to the website, and it is called Call to Action. And basically, this is for you. This is for anybody. If instead of, I mean, not instead of, as well as going to Facebook, as well as creating your event, as well as tw tweeting and calling everybody and doing everything you can think to do, now we have a place where you can click on a call to action. And it's got three fields, name, email, and what is your call to action. What is it that you need? We're the human solution, folks. We're people helping people. We're people that care. We're here to make it better, but we don't know what you need unless you tell us. So many times, so many ways, so many places I keep watching, person after person after person that has the warrior spirit, and they're out there all by the damn selves, and they're sitting there on their little Facebook, and they're going, help me, help me, help me. And they put up a GoFundMe page, and they share it, and that's it. And then they sit back, and they feel sorry for themselves because nobody's helping. Well, guess what? You have to do more than that more often than not. And you do that, and you do that, and you do that, and you do that. And everything you can think of, you do it. And then you do it again, and then you do it again, and eventually you do it long enough and loud enough and hard enough, and enough people will come. And then you teach them how to do it. And that's all there is to it. It's really a simple deal. Um, you just click on the website, thsintl.org. Click on the call to action button, fill it out, and we'll get it out there. We'll be able to talk about it here on the radio. It will get up on the website. We can create a press release. There's so many things that we can do to bring your call to action to life. All right, before Craig Cecil calls in, we got Mark Pedersen <coughs> and uh, – Mark has got a case in Colorado. We've been talking with Mark for the past, I don't know, two months now, maybe a little longer, and um, we're getting updates. He just had a hearing a couple of days ago. Mark, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us what's been going on? Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, and, I'm sorry? I said, of course. This is what we're here to do, <laughs> to help out. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, uh, as of a few days ago, we had our pre-trial uh, for myself and also for Ron Nyhouse. So and in the pre-trial, well, we uh, have a, the uh, next hearings are, all, are scheduled now as well as my trial. So I have all the dates finally, so I'm going to unleash all those dates on your calendar. <laughs> but, uh, I appreciate uh, it. Also we have, uh, I have about half the dates for Ron, I think. There's a couple, I think I, I, I have to look up, I have to get the rest of it, but I should have it all on your calendar today. So, yeah, well, what, we're, what, we'll have a day in court. <laughs> did, they, did they bifurcate the case? Did it get split up, or is you guys still together? No, there will be two different trials. It, uh, my trial will be in January, and Ron's will be in February. So they, uh, they separated you two. That doesn't normally happen. Yeah. What do you think is the reason for that? Honestly, I don't really know. I uh, uh, I guess that they, they might see that to be some, somehow advantageous. It's it's to our benefit, I I, I believe, and I I, I think that uh, you know it's my trial will be the first one, and my trial is the most important one in this this go because the charges are in reality against me and uh, made no sense whatsoever that how they charged Ron, you know, it's just, it's crazy. So, but, uh, so my hope is so have, that we'll get a dismissal with mine and uh, Ron's Ron's will never come to trial. Have there been any developments um, with regards to their offer, the discovery that they've turned over? I know you were still, I, I didn't sound like you were confident that you'd received all the discovery that was there. Um, are, are they still, do they still seem like they're looking to resolve this or are they just digging in to, uh, to take it to trial now? The, the only thing that remained in the discovery was uh, the question about the tincture that was found on, uh, that was found on site and uh, in what the amount that was. And as, as we discussed in the past is, when they came in, they took everything. They took, they weighed trash together, and they also, when it came to talking about concentrates, they weighed the glass jars that the, that the liquid was in, you know, and they got a ridiculous number for for what the for the amount that they that was found, and uh, it was silly, uh, but uh, that's just the way that they did it, and like to make it seem like it was some ridiculous amount, and and the fact is is to you know, there really wasn't. And they took uh, waste material that was bound for the compost pile. And also, uh, I just, you know, I, uh, this past week I had a, uh, an interview with the local uh, ABC affiliate, Channel 7, and uh, and they asked me if I would I would uh, come on and do an interview with them, and, they, uh, and I said certainly I would. And I sat for 42 minutes with, with, a, with a reporter, and I answered everything, only to have them come back and only air about six minutes of it, about ten seconds of me, um, and try to paint me as being a criminal in, in the course of the trial. I was very fortunate, though, that we were that uh, uh, my good friend Kelly Day had recorded the entire interview and uh, on her cell phone, and that entire interview has been transcribed, and I will be releasing it very shortly, and uh, you'll be getting a copy of that as well. You know. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty rough to watch. Uh, you know, I, you sent me the video of the whole 
thing, and when I watched that and juxtaposed it to what they published, it tells an entirely different show, or an entirely different story. And, um, you know, rather than focusing on what actually happened, um, you know, they, they, they focus on a tragedy that had nothing to do with, with what what this case is about. And um, it's unfortunate. We have all this media, you know, that's supposed to be journalists, and journalists aren't supposed to have an opinion. They're supposed to be telling a story and let us form an opinion from it. And yet that's never what happens. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's the right or the left or the up or the down or the sideways. It seems that it's so difficult to get the story told objectively and told well and completely all at the same time anywhere. Everybody, any any news source anymore, it seems, has an agenda. And even if the agenda is to just get more listeners or readers or whatever, they they will cut their feature to accomplish that. And it kind of pisses me off, and that's why we all have to be the news. That's why this show is now the news. It's simple. We just talk and tell us your story and don't mm-hmm. lie. And guess what? We have the true news right here. So, all right, Mark. Well, this is um, this is uh, Craig Cecil calling in right now, and we will uh, keep going. And I look forward to uh, having you on again with more updates and just let us know what we can do to help. We'll do. We'll do. I'll, I'll have the uh, I'll have all the dates and uh, and everything up uh, up on your calendar. Hopefully tonight I'll have it all uploaded. So, awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it very much all that you're doing, and uh, very, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I really, uh, I really can't say enough. Okay. Well, we're just gonna keep going, Mark. We're we're there for you all the way through, and you know, let's just think together on what we can do to 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 make this work and to win this thing once and for all. So, all right, once again, folks, Mark Pedersen from Colorado, where it's legal. And we put gigantic air quotes over legal. I got now Craig Cecil on the line, and he's calling from Terre Haute, Indiana, where it's not legal. And he's in federal prison serving a life sentence. And that's fucked up. And that's why we're here. Craig Cecil, welcome to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good, Joe. I have a... Big fancy federal indictment, a whole lot of paperwork that says that's what they intend to distribute marijuana is a federal crime. It turns out. It turns out. Well, before we get going, um, have the Dodgers beat your Cubs yet? I heard the fans left the stadium in the eighth inning. I hate to rub salt in it, but I don't really give a damn about baseball. I just figure the one time in 30 years my Doyers got a chance, uh, what the hell, we got to go with it, right? Oh, exactly. They were up uh, three to nothing in the best of seven series, and they're playing again tonight in Chicago trying to sweep them. There you go. All right. Well, I just I just had to throw that one down. I, I really don't give a damn about sports as a rule, but – I, you know, my home team hasn't done shit in a long time, so we're getting a, getting getting at least a shot at it. <coughs> I think they, their record probably still looks a little better than the Cubs. <laughs> well, I'd like to see a Dodgers-Yankees series. That would be a, 
a classic from way back. So, um, anyways, that all being said, uh, let's get into some more serious stuff. Um, just a day, a day and a half ago, we finally released your press release, and um, Becca was very careful to make sure that we got uh, the facts straight, and we were able to quote from your information that you gave us um, to get it right. And um, part of the value of this show today is going to be a specific call to action and a reference point of this um, of this press release. So I am hoping that during the course of the next week that you have a, a, resound, a resounding change or um, at least a, a, an earthquake throughout the BOP that, that uh, gets the message. And uh, we could sure think that you should see what they served us tonight. Um, it was back to a, a handful of spaghetti noodles, and it's topped with, uh, it's just straight out of the can, diced canned tomatoes. That's it. It's just poured on the, on the pasta, and that's it. That's, that's, now, with it, they put a tablespoon, not a scoop, a tablespoon's worth of uh, uh, kidney beans. <laughs> and two slices of bread with no butter. No, so, so you got bread and pasta. They're probably just taunting you, saying, "Look what you look what you don't get." Well, the other thing is, is it was obvious that they knew that the inmate population would be mad about it. They had extra officers everywhere, and anybody who said anything about the food near any of the food service people, they were grabbing them and dragging them out. Really? They would send them to the sh yeah, oh yeah, they'd send them off to the shoe or whatever. Well, that, that's another layer to the story. See, part of this is in researching, we went and got the BOP's uh, menu guidelines, and we did some research on it. And it seems that they're, they're not necessarily straying and that far off of the actual menu in a, in a lot of ways, but it's obvious that they've done it in ways that will affect you the most. And to, to have a serious reaction to anybody that's even making a – a comment about it, that seems to me, again, to be evidence that this is more than, you know, just a policy change or a little cutback for a, um, uh, you know, to save a couple of bucks when the truth is the, the population's down. So, you know, the prison really doesn't need to spend as much money on food as a whole anyways. be more 
user-friendly. And in the case where an inmate uh, has a call to action, you know, we're able to send that message out. Even if, you know, I don't personally get it or Becca doesn't personally get it, we now have a way for any advocate to, uh, to, to place this call to action. So um, you do have a press release that's been published. Um, we're in the process of getting it out there. Hopefully we can pick up some, some media to, uh, to cover this. Anybody who's listening on the show, um, if you go on to the call to action button on the website, you'll see on the right side of the site all of the um, press releases that are out there. And if we can gather with that and send it over to any um, news source that might be helpful, this is how we get things done. We get more people to see it, more people to know about it, more people to know what they can do. So, um, Craig, is there anything in particular, a way that, that somebody could reach out that you think is better than another, is a direct phone call, a, 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 a hard copy letter? What do you think, uh, in your experience, has gotten the most value?
the commissary. A little bit of Velveeta squeeze cheese. It's rolled up, tied up, and thrown in a, a little garbage can with oil, <laughs> an extension cord tied to a, a piece of stainless steel welding wire that makes the oil hot like a deep fryer. Holy cow. <laughs> so that's our deep fryer in the garbage can with the welding wire. It's uh, uh, made for some actually some pretty good, uh, it may be greasy, but <laughs> good uh, little treats for us. Wow. So that's the second beep, and thank you for reaching out. Thank you for trying to help our dilemma in here. Uh, um, a food that, you know, they're obviously not proud to serve. They they have to have guards to serve the food. I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Craig, as always, we're here for you. And, uh, you know, more importantly, we want to see you out. I, I want to I have that fishing trip with you, and, and you know, it's going to happen. I'm actually going to be meeting uh, with George Marcherano next week um, on the East Coast, and uh, I talked to him when he was locked up, and, and I said the same thing to him. And, um, you know, Craig's gone on now. We we get the 15 minutes, and I believe I've got Vivian McPeak on the, on the line right now. I'm, I'm seeing a Seattle uh, thing. A screener didn't get to this one, or he slipped through the, the cracks. But anyways, I'm going to go live. And let's just make see if I do. Oh, let's see. Here we go. Vivian, is that you? Yes? No? Got a hot mic? Ah, here we go. Are you there, Vivian? Here we go. Let's try again. Are you there, Vivian? I hear I hear sound on the end. Are you there? Hello, Vivian. Can you hear me? We're making for some good radio, folks, here. Vivian McPeak, are you there? There's something going on. <laughs> are you there, Vivian? Blink one for yes, two for no. All right, something's going on. I don't know if you can hear me. I can't hear you. All right, Mary, if you can go back and try to make sure that he's got the line. I, I'm not sure what's going on. I couldn't hear him. All right, let's continue on. Um, I want to talk about court support briefly. It's going to be really important. Um, anybody who is doing court support, anybody who is wanting court support, anybody who doesn't know that they want court support yet, uh, anyone who thinks they want to be a court supporter, you have to think about why are you doing it? What's your point? Why are you taking a day off work? Why are you taking a day off of your retired world? Why are you taking a day off of whatever to come and support somebody? My guess is that you're doing it to make a difference. You're doing it to influence the situation in a positive way. Well, Guess what, folks? I hate to I hate to keep bringing this up, but we're at war, and we didn't bring the war to them, but they brought the war to us. They called it a war, a war on drugs. What they meant was a war on us, and those of us who decide to use drugs, especially cannabis, um, we're the target. 
We're the ones who get snatched up. We're the ones who are looked at. We're the ones criticized. We're the ones scrutinized. We're the ones locked up, incarcerated, sentenced, and branded for life in many, many cases. When you're at war, you have to think like a warrior. I think it's really, really important. Um, there's a uh, an author by the name of Sun Tzu wrote a book called The Art of War, and I just want to throw this one quote out. If you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy, for every victory gained you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Pay attention, folks. How we are, how we look, how we dress, how we act matters. When you go to court, you are in the enemy's house. If you want to be effective in court, you need to not draw negative attention to yourself. Because if you draw negative attention to yourself, you're in a severe disadvantage. Unless you've got a thousand people with you, and most of us don't. Any stand you take against society in that environment is likely to go against you. And if you're there to support somebody else, have some consideration, please. If you show up looking like a bedraggled homeless person wearing bedraggled dirty clothes and you stink like you haven't taken a bath in a month and you show up in court and you walk through and say, I'm with this guy, what do you think that's going to do for him or her? Just please pay attention. Turn your cell phones off. Don't fall asleep. Be attentive. Don't be disruptive. Don't talk. Don't sneeze. Don't eat. Simple, simple rules. They're on the website. They're important. If you're going to show up and be supportive, please be supportive. Be effective. It matters. All right, we're going to try again. Vivian? Are hey, you? Joe. How are you, man? All right. Here. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna shift to hopefully a much more positive uh, conversation. Um, welcome to the show. I've been a guest on your show. Now you're a guest on mine. Um, Thanks, my brother. You're quite an icon out there. You know, it's funny. We we talk about uh, the movement. I always throw quotes up because the movement isn't entirely that most of the time. And there's a lot of people out there that have been there for a while, but they've got their own thing going on. They've got their own agenda. They've got their, their rock star status, whatever the hell it is. But I've been watching you and knowing you for a while, and I've, I've done some investigating. Man, you're the real deal. Um, you've been out there. Thank you, bro. You've been out there on the front lines. I, I, can't, I don't say that about too many people. I can tell you that. Um, and uh, uh, why don't you tell us the Seattle Hip Fest? I'm I'm not entirely a big fan of most of these, you know, these shows because they've just become so commercial corporate and against really they don't give a damn about the movement. They don't really give a damn about the overall picture and they don't really give a damn whether somebody's locked up in prison or not. But you know, you started something that has become literally the biggest the biggest cannabis event out there in the world and you still hold true to your guns. Why don't you tell us little bit first about what what caused you to start an event like this well thanks joe i appreciate your kind words man um well you know uh the reason they call it a movement uh is because you're supposed to be active uh and so you know back uh 30 years ago uh you know i'm a lifetime member of the cannabis uh, culture and the counterculture 
and uh, you know, I'm from I'm a California hippie uh, from the old days, and uh, you know I saw my friends being victimized and persecuted by a state-sanctioned campaign of hate and disinformation. Like you said, it's a war, and uh, we're suffering casualties. We have prisoners of war all over the country. Uh, people have lost their lives on both sides. Actually, a lot of police have lost their lives because of ridiculous prohibition laws. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it started to affect people very, very close to me. Uh, and, and probably the biggest thing that happened is I knew this beautiful family in California, a young guy and his wife, and they had a beautiful kid. Uh, and they were such beautiful, loving, iry people. Uh, and they had about five pot plants going in their backyard. And they were busted. And he was sent to prison, and it broke up their marriage. And their, their child was put in, in, in foster care. Uh, and the people told their kid that your parents are criminals that didn't love you, uh, all over a couple pot plants in the backyard of their house. And, and that just really had a huge impact on me. Uh, and so, you know, back in, the, in, the, in 1990, there was the first Persian Gulf, the first Iraq invasion with the first President Bush. Uh, and I was a part of a six-month-long peace vigil occupation at Gasworks Park here in Seattle called Peaceworks Park. We literally lived in the park for six months with a vigil, somebody awake uh, next to these candles burning for six straight months. Um, that's the short version. And, uh, and it was out of that, that event that the idea to do Hemp Fest came out. Um, we started in 1991. I remember we had about 500 people. I remember everybody going, man, it was massive. Did you see that crowd? Now we have over 100,000 people come every year. Uh, multiple stages. Uh, we, we were up to six stages last this year. We moved down to four stages. But we have about 400 arts, crafts, food, and informational vendors. A thousand staff members on 118 volunteer crews. And uh, and you know we, we're here to expose, oppose, resist, and educate. We believe that inform equals reform. And uh, and we're here to create community with impunity. Uh, and uh, increase the peace. You know, you don't criticize, organize. And you're right. I'm very critical of all these pot concerts which have sprung up everywhere. And all they care about mostly is making some money and being a part of a party. Um, and they book, you know, they'll book some, some you know, B-level pot-centric bands, uh, some kind of iconic bands, uh, and, and then they call it a hemp fest or they call it a, a you know, whatever they call it. Um, and, and the only thing cannabis about it is that everybody's smoking cannabis, if that, if even that. Um, yeah, right. they, have every right to th- they have every right to throw these events, but don't call it a hemp fest, man, because what a hemp fest is to us, number one, it's free, because you don't want to chase anybody away from hearing your message. Number two, it's about the message, not about some pot star. Um, and it has uh, political content. You know, at our event, we've registered almost 10,000 people to vote at our event with our volunteer voter registration crew. Um, and we, uh, you know, we have, what's that? I said, I have witnessed that. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, we have about a hundred bands and about 120 guest speakers every year. Um, and it's, you know, at, at our event, you know, people say, well, how come you don't have all these famous bands playing? And I say, well, for one reason, the, the, the stars at our event are the, are the, the activists and the, the, uh, the lawyers and the, the writers and the patients uh, and the people that are that are speaking, you know, those are those are the stars, the rock stars in our world. Um, and we've had some big acts, um, but as far as we look at it, those are they're, they're volunteers too because we don't pay them hardly anything because uh, we're a free event. We don't have that kind. It costs seven hundred fifty thousand bucks to throw our event. It's free, 
we have to raise that money in every way that we can possibly think of. And it's been getting harder all the time, especially because, you know, we're in one of the first two states to, quote, legalize. We don't really consider it legalization because you can't grow your own. uh, And, uh, and, you know, there's 250 pesticides and you can only, you can only buy an ounce. Um, But we're a long, we're a long, far away from where we used to be. and, And it's certainly very positive, but there's this perception here of like, well, isn't it? Aren't isn't aren't we done? You know, why why right. have a, why have a pot fest? Why have uh, a hemp fest when you can go buy some nugs? And I'm like, right. man, that's that's really offensive. Go to Idaho. Go across the Idaho border right. here and tell me that pro. Tell me there's no reason to have a hemp fest. Somebody's getting busted right now while we're having this conversation, and uh, their life's going to go into the into the pie hole, um, and they may lose their family, their their may lose custody of their children, their job, their home, their possessions. They may even lose their freedom. Some people are going to lose their life over it. So, uh, man, we're we're you know we're uh, not only are we uh, do we say that we are grassroots to our ass roots, but we're balls to the wall still in this fight, in it to win it, man. Well, you know, um, a few years back, we uh, the Human Solution had a had a booth out there, and I was blessed enough to to be a part of it. And I noticed that um, you know you're right the uh, the the people that are presenting, the speakers and the uh, the performers and the patients and the people that that are there with the voice, I, I felt that everybody was treated very well and treated equal, and there wasn't anybody raised up on some giant pedestal. Everybody, everybody got that we were all part of this thing, and I have never been more impressed with the volunteer management. And, and the way that you guys handle volunteers, um, I've, I've put on a bunch of events that, of course, are just drops in the bucket compared to this thing, but enough to understand how difficult it is to manage and work with and, and deal with volunteers. And i got to tell you, I don't know how you guys have come up with the, the strategies that you have and the, 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 uh, the tools and, and just uh, – I know it, it's taken, you know, 20 years to, to get it to this point, but – I just got to hand it to you. I've never seen such a well-oiled machine when it came to uh, working with so many volunteers. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, we're actually working on our 27th year here. And, uh, you know, we meet every month of the year. We've got a core group meeting of about 100 people that meets every month of the year. Our board meets every month of the year. Um, And we're here at Hemp Fest Central, our little hemp boutique, head shop, and offices. Uh, We're here five days a week. Uh, you know, pounding it out every single solitary day of the month of every year. Somebody's been working on Hemp Fest for at least the last 20 years, um, and uh, and it's a big undertaking. You know, I mean, somebody basically has to be willing to make it their wife. You know, to 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 be married to the movement, uh, to, to to pull something like this off. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're fighting a war. Uh, even though we've managed to make it kind of fun and exciting and even groovy to some extent during the hemp fest, um, you got to be willing to be in the trenches. You know, it, it, it requires a sacrifice. Yes, it does. And, and I think that you're demonstrating some things that I've been, you know, talking about for many years, not 30 years, but for a while, that this is a job, this is work. And, and when people come and they say, oh, let's throw an event together, um, people don't get what it takes to do it. You guys get it. You realize this is, it doesn't stop. And, and to have people committed enough to, to put that much time into it, again, is, is one of the things that separates your organization from 
so many of the others. Now, a couple of years back, uh, we had actually set up a chapter of the Human Solution within your organization, and you guys had taken on um, support of a couple of inmates, and one of them is now free. Um, and you still got one. Yeah, what, George. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be free, meeting actually. with George next week. Uh, I'm going to be meeting George out in Philly. Um, but uh, you guys were still you got, you guys were taking on Jimmy Romans as well. Is that correct? Oh yeah, you know Jeff Mazensky is also free now. Um, yes. And and yes, we're supporting Jimmy Romans uh, 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 aggressively, and we have also put money on the commissaries of uh, various of uh, uh, prisoners. You know, people don't realize this. I think there's around 50 prisoners right now doing life in prison for cannabis. Um, and, uh, and there's new ones you know, all the, all the time. People don't realize that even you know it's not just federal cases. Mazansky was a state case. There's a number of state cases where people are serving life terms for pot and nothing else. You know, it's not for pot and murder. It's not for pot and rape. It's not for pot and arson. It's for pot. And, 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 and you know, Joe, I was, was going to say, Joe, that the thing that makes it so offensive and so criminal and immoral is that right now, as you know, We've lost more people to opioid overdoses in one year than the entire Vietnam War on the American side. We lost about 60,000 people last year. And, and do you see any of these opioid dealers going to prison? You know, nobody's ever <laughs> lost their life smoking pot. It's just right. an outrage. It's a freaking outrage, man. It's unacceptable. <laughs> and I can't imagine sitting in prison every day for 20, 30 years and knowing that there's people out there going to a store, buying some pot, walking out and driving away while you're still in prison for it. It's crazy. Exactly. It, it, it blows me away. Well, listen, I got one final point I really want to get to. You and I could talk for days, and I, I'd love to have you back on in a future show to continue this. But Anytime. the thing that I want to get to, and this is a point that I've been really stressing lately, uh, the, the the movement, and I'll keep putting it in air quotes, is fractured into thousands of little mini-groups and mini-activists and people that all seem to have an effort put into something. And, I, and we've determined that, or I've determined, and anybody who thinks like me has determined that there's a common thread, a common thread that we can all get behind. Let's end prohibition. You know, let's just make it not a crime anymore. And, and I don't give a damn about your taxation, your regulation, and your this and your that. Let's just make it not a crime. I believe that if enough of us can stand together as a coalition for as long as it takes, you know, six months, six years, six weeks, hopefully six days, what if we just stood together and said, you know what, I'm with these guys. I'm together with these people, and we're going to work together, and we're going to end prohibition. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think that if we're going to have any kind of a session associated with cannabis, it needs to be uh, a kind of sesh where we get together, not a Jeff session. But, uh, yeah. you know, what I'd like your, 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 your listeners to do is go to hempfest.org, click on our media page, and read what a community values event is really about, man. Uh, Joe, I'd love to be on your show anytime. I love what you guys are doing. You know, the solution is humans. They've dehumanized us. And the only way that we change that narrative is to tell the stories, man, and, and that's what we're about. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Vivian, for being a guest on the show. And uh, I hope everything went well at the doctor, and I, uh, and I wish you continued success. Mass respect to you, Joe. Thanks, you, brother. Anytime. You betcha. All right, Vivian McPeak from Seattle, Seattle Health Fest founder. And uh, this guy's an inspiration. This is a guy that is the real deal. 
Um, I've spent a little time talking with him, and I wish there was more folks that got it like he does. And uh, thanks for the eloquent words. Okay, we got Roger Christie going to be joining us here real quick, and that might be him on the line down at the bottom of the of the queue here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about fundraising. The Human Solutions uh, All Volunteer 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we don't have any salaries. Nobody gets paid. Um, like Vivian's talking about, the people that drive the Human Solution were volunteers. We're in it to win it. We're doing it because it needs to be done. Um, but it costs money to do things. It costs money to have a website. It costs money to do any organization. Um, there's definitely um, no shortage of need of help. There's prisoners that need support. There's um, uh, campaigns that need to be run. There's defendants that need support. Uh, there's stories that need to be told. There's resources that need to be gathered. We're putting a, a legal clinic together that's going to be self-help. Um, but, but contacts to expert witnesses, uh, attorneys, pro bono legal uh, support of whatever kind we can come up with, um, motions and legal documents that are drafted up to be used as templates, letters that can be used as templates. We're trying to make it easy for people to participate. Um, it takes a little money to do that. We set up a real simple way to make money, two simple ways. One, sign up as a member. Join up as a 420 member, um, 420 a month. How many cups of coffee do you spend 420 a month on? Um, sign up as a basic member, $15 gets you a year's membership. Or you can be a sponsor or a, a associate, $50, a sponsor for 100 That's a very small uh, drop in the bucket. If you ever need the human solution, if you ever need help, if you ever need uh, to gather community resources, to be able to tap into so many people that have been through this so many times, so many ways, it's invaluable. You could not put a price tag on what this can bring to you. So pay it forward, pay it back, pay it sideways, help us out. Help us end prohibition if you can. This is really, really important. Um, we set up another easy way to do it, Amazon Smile. How many of you um, buy stuff on Amazon? It's delivered to your door. They even do groceries now. They're tied up with Whole Foods or Mother's Foods or one of these foods places, and they'll actually deliver food to your door. You sign up on Amazon Smile and select the Human Solution as your charity, and with every purchase, they put a couple of pennies to it. It doesn't cost you a penny more. You don't have to do anything different. You might not get every single selection that Amazon has, but so far I haven't found anything I wasn't looking for. Sign it up. It's easy to do. All right, we got Roger Christie on the line. Roger Christie is yet another warrior that uh, has put time in in a way that I wish nobody ever had to. Um, Roger's been an activist for many, many years. We've talked on the radio many times. Um, I'm friends with his wife, Cher. Cher's the sweetest person I've ever met. Cher is currently languishing in federal prison for pot right now. Uh, Roger spent more than three years in prison never got charged. Then finally they charged him and, and squeezed him, and um, he's now out, but shares in. We need to end this, people. We just need to end this. Um, Roger's been an activist for, God, I think over 30 years as well, ran for um, mayor of Denver, I think it was. He'll, he'll correct me on, on the things that I'm wrong. Um, he believes in this plant. He's set up a church 
based on this plant, and he's not just blowing smoke up anybody's ass. This is the real deal. Uh, this is a sacred plant. This is a plant that um, is unique amongst all plants. There's no plant that's anything like this. And Roger did what he believed for a long time and did it well. I, I've got all kinds of feedback from people that have known Roger, been part of his church, um, participated in it. And um, to be locked up in federal prison for doing what you believe is right, and especially something that should be protected as your, your right to practice religion any way you see fit, uh, doesn't make any sense. And um, it's with kind of a heavy heart that I bring Roger um, to this because we've got a POW still still locked up. Um, but, Roger, you're one of the most positive people I've ever talked to. Um, you've been an inspiration, your writings, your, your thoughts. You just have a, um, a, a get-it approach to life. And I've um, never seen you give up, back down, or, or look the other way. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Aloha to you and, and everybody listening. I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much. Appreciate you asking. Well, it's it's always a pleasure to, to share conversation with you. You're one of the enlightened ones, and um, you know we're 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 talking about prisoners. We're talking about POWs, people today in a world where you can go to the store and buy pot, and you can also be arrested for that same pot. And in you go in one county, and you can get a license to grow it. In the next county. Uh, you can get locked up for growing it, and it, it, there's no rhyme, no reason. None of the laws are, are, are worth their weight in salt, but it's a step towards something. What's your thoughts? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a prejudice. It's, it's not necessarily a logic, because if you try and figure it out logically, you'll be you know, chasing your tail. And at first I thought, oh, it's illogical. You know, er it was an error. No, it's not an error. It's it's purposeful, and some people benefit greatly. It's people, you know, commonly say, "Oh, the war on marijuana has failed." Well, it depends, it depends who you ask. There's some people that are benefiting greatly. It's 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 a psychopath or sociopath's, you know, dream come true. Uh, the the harm well, that it does to others, you know, benefits benefits somebody, and there's there's huge amount of dollars to be made. So. It's helpful for me to realize that, that, that it's, it, it's a prejudice and, and it makes perfect sense to many, many people that support it. And no matter how great, as a matter of fact, the better cannabis is, the more it's prohibited by some people. Well, you know, it's because interesting. It gets in, you, you, gets in the way of their plan. Right. You touch on okay. a real important point. Just about every war in history has been fought over you know, some bit of land or some possession or some resource or some, you know, something that somebody else found valuable and to, to, to make sure that they control that. And in our case, the war is not on, on drugs at all. It's, it's, it's a war to, to control us and, and, and feed off of us. You know, with the asset forfeiture laws, um, they can take all our stuff, you know, every time that they get us in trouble over this. And it's just kind of a it's it's just kind of a a, a fodder. It's we're, we're just food for them. Yeah, yeah, true. It's it's uh, you know it's it's like the modern day witch hunt. It's the outgrowth of the Inquisition. Some people have said that uh, if you look back in history in the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, 
the priests wore the black robes. Now the judges wear the black robes. They, you know, they, they try to elicit con, uh, confessions out of people. They try and elicit plea deals now, which is a confession. It's, uh, it's a very direct – I see a direct line between one and the other. And, and I'm happy to report that there was a last witch trial one day in the USA. There's, there, there's still <laughs> – witches still have – and herbalists still have trouble, obviously, in different places. But there was a last witch trial in the USA – actually before there was the United States of America, but on the mainland where you guys are. And, uh, and we're hoping to be the last marijuana trial. So we created a prayer and an intention and a goal that Cher and I would be the last marijuana trial. So we have a website, thelastmarijuanatrial.com, with hyphens between the words, because we want to envision that one day it'll end. And they'll and and you know we're volunteering for service to to we the people to our countrymen that that if we can be you know a step ladder or a help along the way as many many too many people have been uh, you know have 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 helped out and have been harmed along the way um, you know that's our intention that's our goal that's our prayer to be the last one and you know it's it's possible it really is possible and I'd like to make a, a little correction to you. With your introduction, I was uh, in federal prison, and let's see, it was for over 50, five, zero, 50 months, over four years, without bail, without a trial, without visitors. And that was, that was odd situation, but I can see now that it was, and looking back, it really, the cannabis was just the excuse. Um, what I think was behind it. The, the the biggest factor was that I sued the county here. I'm in Hawaii County, known as the Big Island. And by the way, it's raining here today, and I wish I could send some of this rain, you know, psychically, physically to the oh, people boy, that Rick, need it. No, uh, we're still yeah. running out here. Yeah, wherever it's needed, uh, you know, my prayers are with you for whatever that's worth here. My heart, it, you know, it's 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 it aches for people that have lost, you know, their lives, their you know, their their property, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I I choose to be described as um, not as a victim. Cher and I are spiritual practitioners, and we believe, you know, we're we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And that spirituality is is like the software that runs our physical hardware. And that seems to be true in my life. I mean, I could say to you or anybody, hey, how are you doing? And at that moment, you get to decide. You have free will choice. You can either say, hey, I'm doing great, or, geez, life sucks today. You know what I mean? You, you can choose. Exactly. And even if, even if things are not going so great, you can still say, I'm having a fine day. And you can even fake it till you make it, even if it's not true. You can say, hey, I'm doing great. And that becomes a law of attraction. That's, that's, it's, it's, what I found is it's, my ears want to hear my mouth say that I'm doing great, no matter how much I'm challenged, no matter how much I'm in pain or, or out of money or whatever. And, and I notice that people like that positive attitude that I exude and I practice and, and I, I really live it now. And uh, it, it's got, 
it's contagious in a very good way. So uh, Sharon and I, you know, yeah, we've been spanked very heavily. The spanking's still going on. Uh, my per commercial pilot's license was just taken away a few months back uh, because I was convicted of a of a drug crime, a marijuana crime, they call it. But uh, um, and shares in prison, and and it's it's a big challenge for her. However, we're spiritual practitioners, so we try and levitate above the 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 pain and and the reality of the material world by living in a spiritual place where everything's. <laughs> Everything's as good as possible. I used to, I used to absolutely hate that phrase, "fake it till you make it." Back in the day when I didn't know better, I would until say, "I will never, true. I'll never fake it." Huh? I said, "Until you figured out that it's true, it works." Yeah, that. Oh, it's it's magic. It's the magic. Oh my God, it's it so great. Is. It it's so it, great. It, it, so now I now I live it. Well, you know, it, it's important. I. I you you say a lot of things that are that are important, and I I want to cue in on a couple of them because, you know, I talk to a lot of people. I've 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 been a defendant for six years, in a row. Now, fortunately, I'm not a defendant. I've I've lived it. I I, I deal with defendants all the time that they they feel hopeless, helpless, lost, uh, all alone, um, and so much of it is your attitude. When I was fighting my battle. I had an intensity and a, and a seriousness about my tone, but I knew that it was up to me to carry this thing home. And if I couldn't get you mm-hmm. to care about me, um, you weren't going to. And I wasn't going to get you to care about me by moping about my my, my problem and saying, poor me. I, it had to be not about me. It had to be about something bigger than me. Otherwise, why would you care? And I, I learned during that, that, that having an upbeat, a positive attitude was, was everything and able to, in, in order to get, um, you know, the, the community support that I thought was so important. When I was locked up, I was only locked up for a couple of months, and but I kept that as the one thing to me, that while I was locked up, I said, you know, you can take away my freedom, you can take away my food, you can take away my clothes, but you can't take away my smile, and screw you. Right and every on. time I... <laughs> And every time I laughed, that was my flipping them the bird, saying, you know what, I'm going to have a good time no matter what you do to me. And <laughs> I love that. It helped get me through it, you know. I mean, every single time it was that. Every time I smiled, I was like, and people would come around my bunk and they would ask me to tell them stories, and I'd tell them stories, you know, about the pot world, <laughs> you know. And, good and, one, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's I, I, you make friends wherever you go or you make enemies. It's kind of up to you. I think that's really the most important thing. What you said is, it's up to us. We have that choice on how we get through life, and and life's always going to be a series of of joys and and hardships. It's a matter of you know which wolf do you feed? Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your energy? And you can exactly. wake up every morning and find everything wrong, or you can wake up every morning and find whatever's right. And and it's on you to figure that out. Now you got it. I I I. I appreciate and embrace that so much. I've had the good fortune to to spend time with Cher and you know, I just it's it's been seldom I've met such a gentle, kind soul as Cher. And um I I I have a deep respect and a and a and a love for her that it's just it, it breaks my heart to see that they've locked her up. And it's one of those things that you know, people don't realize that one of the things that prison does to you is 
away your ability to have nourishment, and you almost have to just get it out of the air because it's not going to come in your in your canteen. It's not going to come, you know, in your commissary food. It's just it's it's very hard to find. You have to kind of find it from the from the light of the sun or whatever you can get it from. And I know Cher was or is very you know health conscious and very. Um, you know, particular about her diet and whatnot. I, I understand that's just got to be a a, a very difficult uh, thing to endure. What what can somebody on the outside here? That I always assume nobody, everybody that's listening to this show has never heard me or or you or anybody else and doesn't really know. We just know that there's somebody locked up, and that somebody could maybe use some help, some support. What could somebody do that? just figured out that there is something that they can do what what could they do what should they do right on well a you know a postcard or a you know a letter with a photograph inside uh mailed to her it's medicine it's absolute medicine when you're in prison hospital or hospice getting mail and a, you know a, a love note from a stranger a poem from somebody uh, a postcard with you know a couple of lines of of support is a very big deal and share writes people back which is really cool cuz she's a little dyslexic and has a challenging time with the language but she's turned into quite the into quite the writer and i hear from people all the time saying hey i just got a letter from share and i'm going really she wrote you back. <laughs> and so if you want to send her a little love, I think you're going to get a little love back. Her address, I'll give it to you now and maybe once again before we're done. Uh, her name is Sherry Ann, S-H-E-R-R-Y-A-N-N-E, Sherry Ann Christie, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. Her inmate number on the second line is 99280-022. And she's at FDC Honolulu, Frank David Charlie, FDC Honolulu, 3A. And the next line, P.O. Box 30080 in Honolulu 96820. Sherry Ann. And, yeah, that would be be very uplifting for sure and and, and very helpful. I I know it was good for me. Thanks for asking. Well, I, I am definitely going to put out an assignment to everybody in the headquarters chapter, my own chapter, um, to let's do this. Let's 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 send uh, share uh, a little postcard, a little love. I have actually been delinquent. I've I've added on to a couple of cards that have been gone out from my house, but I usually communicate through Coralinks, and I haven't been able to get her to communicate. So it's on me. I feel actually really guilty for not writing her. Well, as I not have. not at all. She. She got your message, Joe. She she is very dis- computer challenged and dyslexic, so she chooses. She'd rather not write on core links, so it's I not understand. personal. And, Please. And she's someone locked up, so least I can do is write her a damn card, and I'm going to. I'm well. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm owning this right now. This is definitely on me to write a card, and it's on everybody here. It, look, imagine that's the the. The person that is in your life, 
that never did anything harm to anybody, the person that's in your life that would always go out of their way to do the right and nice thing, picture that person in your life and then think that that's the person you're writing to because that's that's Cher, um, just yeah. just a, a, a lovely spirit. So, um, And she's yeah, locked up this. and you're not. So all we can do is let's help. Come on. That would be a nice thing to do. Now, this is to, you know, Cher probably wouldn't tell you, but I'm happy to when – when uh, we got together, she once a month, she goes to the Humane Society in our neighborhood. Once a month, it's a regular thing. And she walks up and down every row and she talks to and tries to touch every single dog and every single cat in the place. <laughs> I can imagine her that? doing that. I, I can imagine Who that. that. And she, keeps, no. she insists on having a jar of cat food in our Toyota van. So if we're driving home on a country road and she sees the the eyes of a cat or a pig or whatever up the road or a stray dog, she insists on stopping and turning off the engine and and putting a pile of food next to the road and and I mean that's just who she is, man. It's it's she's got a giant heart. She's a really phenomenal superwoman, wonderful human being. And yeah, and and you know, we call ourselves practitioners and we're ministers and the word minister one of the definition is to comfort, to comfort people. And we like to do that. I personally don't have kids. And so I like to extend my heart, my love to more people. I, I'm like got a well of love and I need an outlet for it that's respectable <laughs> and responsible. And so I love having a ministry where I can love more people. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed that a couple of years ago, I started, you know, signing letters and emails and saying with brotherly love. And I can say that, I think, you know, respectfully to married people and, you know, people I haven't met. And, and, and I just really mean it. I want to exercise my heart as long as I'm here on planet Earth. I want to pump it out, man. I want to love as much as I can and exercise my heart as much as possible and get this party started here on planet Earth. My God. <laughs> well, speaking of planet Earth, um, you've been working on a book for a little while. Um, how's that coming? It's going great. And and I had a, uh, a lengthy talk with a publisher today who wants my book. And okay. uh, there, yeah, it's, it was a very exciting uh, conversation. And, uh, yeah, they they. They told me that I, you know, the content of my, my research and my, my history, you know, kind of blew, blew their mind in a very good way. Yeah, it, so it we're, definitely yeah. yeah, so it's going. And part of my book, get this, here, this goes in the book. And how are we doing for time? Uh, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. You're good. So you I've got I'm, another 15 minutes if I need it. Okay, super. So I'm reinventing my physical self now as of uh, last year. And so I've gone vegan to do that. No meat, you know, no animal protein, no animal anything, no dairy, of course, uh, you know, no eggs and, and almost no sugar. I mean, I try it. Sugar is hidden almost everywhere. It's even in some salt, by the way. That's why you have to look for it is. Did you know that? I had no idea. It's so weird. It's even in some salt. That's why you have to look for sea salt now. And you'll start to see sea salt 
and that's specifically sea salt. But if you just look, if you just buy salt, common salt, it's got dextrose in it. So it's, it's cause sugar is very addictive. So anyway, I'm reinventing my physical self. I'm 68 years old. And I like to joke that I was kind of a dud at 60, but I'm going to be a stud at 70. <laughs> I love so, it. I love I'm it. going for it, man. So the vegan diet well, you know, that is, I've, the attitude is, is, is probably 80% of it. The rest of it's just follow through. Yeah, I read a book back way back in the 70s called Growing Young by Ashley Montague, and I thought, what a phenomenal concept. I want to hook, you know, hitch my wagon to that. So yeah. I'm trying to grow young and reinvent myself. So I'm also going to the gym, the martial arts gym here in Hilo, and I'm loving it. I thought it was going to be drudgery, but I'm having a blast at the gym. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's a really it's it's a really good one. So I'm having fun there. And being vegan, for some reason, the exercise is not drudgery for me. I thought it was going to be drudgery. And, you know, I may, I don't know how I'd get through it. But it's absolutely ecstatic to push the machines and pull and twist and, you know, whatever I'm doing. It's, it's, it actually feels like such pleasure running through my body. And my friend who started a vegan church, the humanitarian church, um, who I'm on the phone with every day says, oh, it's because you're, you're getting the, the death out of your diet. You're getting the junk out of your diet. And I don't know if you or people listening knew, but red meat is classified at, or is, uh, yeah, it's classified a, a class one carcinogen by the World Health Organization. Did you ever hear that? Oh, great. Red meat. <laughs> Class one Great. carcinogen. It's it. Yeah, hamburgers like eating an asbestos sandwich or something. It's unbelievable. So, <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm at the, thinking about my book. I'm at the gym. I'm on the stationary bike, be, getting the cardio going before I work out. And I see this guy coming across the gym. Looks like he's heading my way. You know, guaranteed, he's heading right for me. He's looking me in the eye, and he's getting closer. He reaches his hand out to shake mine, and he says, "Hey, you're Roger Christie, right?" And I go, yeah, I am. He goes, hey, I'm blank, blank. You know, he gave me his name. He says, I'm the lead officer that arrested you seven years ago. No way. And I I retired five years ago, and I want to welcome you home. Wow. Wow. How about that? And And he sat on the stationary bike next to me, and we shot the breeze for 10, 15 minutes. And had a wow. really good conversation. And then oh it God. happened again. I know. It happened again That's a week or so away. later. I know. And he smiles when he sees me. I think he's being genuine. And he said, hey, he was just following orders. He was an insider doing his thing. He got rewarded greatly for, you know, doing that terrible service. Um, but anyway, he says, Christy, you got to write a book about this. And I said, hey, I'm writing a book. And I thought, and then I said to him, hey, would you? How about you writing a paragraph for the back of the book? And he goes, yeah. "Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do that." Oh my God! How perfect! What a gift! Isn't that something? So I don't know if it happens elsewhere. I hope it does. This is like small town living, the Big Island. I don't know. My my heart's really here. I love this place so much. It seems to love me pretty much. And uh, anyway, so that's about my book. Now I got to really put pedal to the metal and get the book done because I have a willing publisher that wants to, you know, to really work and help me and, and get it out to the world. Cause I think I have, well, I know I have 
I mean, if I could be, you know, a know-it-all for a minute. I got hey, some epiphanies. Yeah, I got some epiphanies in prison. Epiphany is a sudden unexpected gift from spirit or from God. And by blessing the challenges, like I was denied bail eight times, including twice in San Francisco at a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I mean, that's I've never heard of that ever happening in U.S. history. Even John Gotti for 200 murders, I think, got bail. And they even gave me bail. They gave you bail? They did. Yeah, yeah, a quarter million dollars, (laughs) but they gave me bail. (laughs) Wow. Because you know we're dangerous. I was too dangerous. They they literally I was said say, I'm you were clearly dangerous. more dangerous than I. Yeah, that was weird. And just a month ago, the warden denied me visiting Cher over in Honolulu, and he put in writing, which I have a letter here that he gave to Cher and me, and it says I'm too dangerous to visit the institution. It's like oh, what my the hell? God. You know, my family motto oh. is manners maketh man. But you know, on some level, uh, Joe, yes. it's a compliment. On some level, yeah, it's a it, compliment. No, I agree. I agree. On... Anybody who has ever gotten an official knock on the door by somebody in the establishment declaring them an enemy, consider that a, a, a stripe. That is an accomplishment. You know, I, I, I've been dangerous to society for a while now, and there's nothing that makes me feel better. Because, you know what, <laughs> that society that finds me dangerous is poisonous. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's clearly counter to what I what I'm about. Um you right. know, I want to let you know that we have um a a member in our organization that just moved to Hilo and um he's in the process of forming a chapter and there's a, a local case that um he's helping out to support. His name's Albert Thomas and I'd like to hopefully put you two in touch with each other. Um Albert's another one. He fought a case. He ended up taking a plea deal on a case but in the situation, it was it was really his only choice. He was in Oklahoma, where it might as well be have been a Fed case over there. Um, right. But I've heard of Albert. I, yes. How would I get in touch? How would I get Albert in touch with you? Uh, Facebook. Okay. Perfect, Facebook. Albert. I know I'm you're listening, the, so reach out day. to Roger on Facebook, and I'd I'd love to see you two uh, make contact. It's. Uh, it's good to bring folks with like minds and like spirits together, and uh, you both are definitely uh, – I, I would love to see you two get together. Hell, I'd love to be there with you. Yeah, well, it, it's – you know, I can see that happy day, Joe, you know, to meet you in person and have a puff and celebrate and put this uh, this uh, negative uh, episode in the rearview mirror. Um, oh, it I, will happen. I might, I, yeah, yeah, let's, let's make that happen. We'll put it out there. I did learn a big lesson. Uh, because I'm a metaphysician to the best of my knowledge and ability, and and then that means that I'm responsible. And so it's a game I play in my head. It's not necessarily true. It's just the game I play in my head, which makes me feel, you know, good and accountable to spirit, to life, to my family and friends. So pride, some pride did go before my fall. So I have to admit that, number one, because, you know, I operated 10 years, oceanfront, downtown Hilo, gorgeous, you know, in the Moses building. We had the police approval, DEA approval, U.S. attorney approval, mayor's approval, prosecutor's approval, vice squad's approval. 
you know, I mean, it was, it was rocking. It was a very happy thing for 10 happy years. Cause I had a license from the state. First I know of in us history where a state licensed a minister to legally marry people with cannabis as the sacrament. That was a very specific license. It was a contract the department of health made with me back in the year 2000 and everybody acknowledged it and honored it all levels of law enforcement until when, until I took away the cops DEA grant money to rent helicopters for their marijuana eradication program. So lesson learned for me, I have to acknowledge this and this is a, you know, a good thing to point out to people it's not just that the world is bad and they, you know, the DEA is bad and, you know, marijuana prohibition is bad. That's true. But I think what caused, how I caused the arrest was that I took the police down a notch, which I wanted to do. Because I, I even met with the new police chief a couple months ago and I told him a story in his office with the, with the top three chiefs of police here. And because uh, I meet with them on a regular basis, I'm, every year I go to meet with the chief of police and tell them my truth. Been doing that for a long time. And uh, I go to their swearing in ceremonies. I listen to their promise to the community and I try and hold them to yeah. it. So I told one of the stories I told the chief was that when I was a kid, I'm the oldest of three boys. Our dad was a World War II combat vet in the 10th Mountain Division, fought the Nazis in, in the Alps over in Europe. And he came home and had a family, and I was the oldest boy. And he, he told me when I was about six years old, hey, he said, hey, there's a neighborhood bully, and he's picking on your younger brothers, making their life miserable, and he's picking on the other little kids in the neighborhood. And he looked at me real stern. He said, listen, you have to beat up that neighborhood bully, or I'm going to beat you up. Wow. And he meant – and I, that scared the crap out of me. And I didn't like hearing that. I'm more of a lover than a fighter, but I did beat the the kid up and it did create peace in the neighborhood. And it was an interesting lesson. Now, when I came to the big Island and I told this to the police chief in, in February, when I met with him face to face in his office, I said, you know, I told him this very story. And I said, it's just kind of in my DNA. And, and who has been the biggest bullies on this Island is you guys. You policemen have been bullying people, and they never, they never eradicated my herb. You know, helicopters never flew over my house. I, I did my political action to, to, to help my community and because they were suffering in this, this illegal intrusion on their privacy and their domestic tranquility, et cetera, the right to have the natural plant. And so I said that you guys have been the bullies here. You know, you do a lot of good work. True. You answer 911 calls when there's a traffic accident. God bless you for all the good work you do. I must acknowledge that. However, what you're doing promoting the the prohibition, and I know you say, oh, you're just following the law. No, you're not just following the law. I, I see your letters at the legislature promoting it, and and it's wrong to the core. And I said, so, you know, what I did was I wanted to take you down a notch and shut down your helicopter program, and I did. I sued them one year in the year 2000, shut down the helicopters here. And, uh, and then in the year 2008, I invented a county ordinance called Peaceful Sky, the lowest law enforcement priority of cannabis. And I got a team together, and we 
did it. We won the election in November 2008, and it permanently took away the cops' helicopter grants from the DEA and their overtime for marijuana eradication. Now, from my point of view, a giant criminal enterprise of the H- HPD here, Hawaii County Police Department, has had a giant criminal enterprise going by stealing people's harvests for 40 years. So I'm the guy that was responsible for taking away their Christmas money, so to speak, you know, their ill-gotten gains. And it's like in kindergarten. You know, Joe, when we hear that story, what you learn in kindergarten are lessons good for life. When I pointed at the cops psychically or physically and said, I'm going to take you, I want to take you guys down a notch and teach you a lesson, that, those three fingers were pointing back at me. Yes, so, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. You know, I'm, I'm, that's one of my merit badges as an activist. You know, I shut down their, their, their big operation here. But that boomerang came around and hit me, and that's metaphysics. And that's one of the lessons I want to get out on the radio today, that I take responsibility for causing this humbug to come and be visited on me and share and the rest of the Green 14. And I... As a minister, I use a tool of confession, forgiveness, gratitude, and love to help clean my karma. So I say to you, to spirit, to all the listeners out there, I'm sorry for any pain I've ever caused anyone during my time on planet Earth. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Confession forgiveness, gratitude, and love. That's some powerful words. I, I know that a lot of times people going through this, they, they get in a dark down place, and then you get people that are they're fighting against each other and, and pointing fingers at each other, and, you know, they come and they say, you know, this person did that, and this person did that, and I can't put up with this. And, you know, my answer to them is always just shine. Just, just, just be the best you can and, You'll overcome whatever it is, and I think what you're talking about takes it yet another step deeper, and it fixes the core of the problem. You get down to all of it, and there's fear and anger and and um, you know jealousy and 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 all the things that cause uh, the negativity in the world. And it's whether it's 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 activist on activist or or the government or the uh, the law enforcement or whoever it is. Uh, it, it boils down to these. You know, same principles. What's 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 causing it? And I think that if you get to the heart of the solution, and you know, gratitude, I think it's a big part of it all too. It's just, uh, um, you know, sure. you're you're talking about is cleansing. It clears your slate. It gives you a fresh, clean place to to operate from. Which, you know, we carry around the burdens of our of our lives with us, and uh, you've found a way to shed those burdens and be able to walk free. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have, and it, it really. It, it it makes me feel very good to find metaphysical principles and spiritual principles to real, sometimes heartbreaking, you know, physical problems. And I like to, I have a little poem here. You got another couple minutes? Yep. Go ahead. We're, we're getting close to the end, but go ahead. You got your poem and then uh, you can give us uh, the contact for share once again. Great. Uh, Some say that hemp's the devil's weed. I'll bet that God's offended. 
We know that it's a basic need, and he's to be commended. I am. Uh, this was written in prison. Now I sit and wonder why this prison was my path. As I look over my life, I must redo the math. I am convinced I have. I found a way to conquer hate. I bless most any bummer by saying, God, that's great. It makes me smile and feel I can avoid the beaten road to find my way upon this earth and lighten up my load. Lately, there's a brand new way to redeem all of my faults. It proves that gold is really more than just what's in the vaults. I confess to all my sins, forgiveness is the grace. With grati- when gratitude and love is had, we then can win the race. No one did we cheat or steal or shoot or lie or rob. I am convinced now even more it was an inside job. Yes, they say I broke the law that got me on this ride, but living like I had it made my fall was caused by pride. I organized the ministry. It really was superb. We helped much more than you could see with TLC and Herb. I did my best to follow bliss, smoked pot, and smiled a lot. But I was loose and having fun, and prison's what I got. I hope you're well and feeling fine. Best wishes all around. I'd love to call and hear your voice and linger with the sound. And let's see, what else, what else? It, um, anyway, on and on. With, after all these lines of rhyme and all the things I see, the most important of them all, my future's up to me. For what is life and who are we in the great big cosmic scheme? Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. <laughs> I remember when 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 you wrote that you had put it out there from prison. I remember that poem actually. That's um, <laughs> amazing words. Um, and you know, again, it exemplifies that if we just take responsibility for our own world and fix yourself, I think that so many things would echo back from that. Um, and I think that's a big part yeah, of what this show's about is. Getting, yeah, do we get the government we deserve? Right. Do we? we, we you know, I mean, that's. Well, let's let's decide well, we that we deserve course, better. But we got the we got the government we asked for. We didn't demand anything different, and we got we we, we have to take responsibility for our government because we let go of responsibility. And look what we get. Yep, we hired it out, and they they're now the maniacs are running the institution, and that's nothing to say anything against the maniac. <laughs> but well, yeah, <laughs> it's on us. We we let it happen, and we can change it, and and it's yep. always going to be on us. And that's you know, uh, people love to to whine and bitch and moan, but let's change it. We don't like it. Let's change it. We have that ability, and and that's the key to it all. Well, Roger, we are running low on time. Um, I, as always, enjoy speaking with you. I do want to give you one last chance to uh, get the information for share out there. And um, this is recorded, and people can come back and watch the – it's actually streaming live on Facebook, so um, it can be shared around and whatnot. So I'm hoping that as a result of that, we're going to be able to get a lot more people both aware of the situation and inspired to take action. True. Good one. Hey, where can we see it on Facebook? 
Um, it's on the Human Solution. It's on my public figure page, and it's being shared around um, by a number of, of activists right now. So it's uh, it's a live stream. I will share it with you personally when I'm done with the show. Great. Okay, thank you. Okay, for anybody that wants to write to share it, I hope you do. Uh, her name is Sherry Ann. That's one word, S-H-E-R-R-Y-A-N-N-E. Christie, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E. Her inmate number is 99280-022, and she's housed at FDC Honolulu, Frank David Charlie, FDC Honolulu, Unit 3A, P.O. Box 30080 in Honolulu, Hawaii, nine six eight two zero and share would really like me to say consider yourselves well hugged we love you so very much each and every one of you that's listening and you joe and your your lady liz special kudos and love to you guys Absolutely, and Roger, we're uh, you know we're 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 bound together, brothers from another mother, and I look forward to meeting you in person, and I look forward to the day when we can look back on all this hard work, and say, look, look what we did, we did it. It's 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 worthy task. It certainly is. I'm I'm happy to be on the trail. Look who we meet, and uh, yeah, it's 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 some of the greatest work that there is to do on on planet Earth. So, much love and respect to you, and love to everybody listening. Beautiful. Thank you once again, Roger Christie from Hawaii, um, a, a spiritual warrior out there. And uh, go back if you didn't catch his uh, his interview. Uh, a lot of powerful words, a lot of inspirational words. And, um, you know, walking the walk is a lot different than talking the talk. And um, But when you walk the walk, that's when you get those epiphanies and... and, and you can always tell when somebody really gets it, and Roger's one of those people. Okay, so we're going to go forward. I'm going to go ahead and announce the winner of the contest, and since uh, I don't have the prize in front of me, I'm going to double down and make it twice as good. So it's going to be a gigantic prize. Just about everything I have in my swag bag is going to be included in it. So we're going to go over to the Facebook Human Solution Group, and let me just log on here real quick and see what we got. And if you haven't figured out how to vote, go and read the top line there, and it'll teach you how. And what happens is, is if you enter into this contest and you don't win, your entry will roll over and be part of the next week's contest. You can only win one time until everybody that's played has won. And then if you're playing against only people that have won, then you can win again. So right now in the running is Terry Catronlo, Jessica Lux, Chuck Miller, and Nicole Lewis. Um, and it looks like, soundly, Terry Catronlo is the winner by four votes. So this week, Terry is our winner, and she had a picture. Let me go down and find the picture that she had. Give me one second. It's down there just a bit. Oh, here we go. It's Terry at uh, Dennis Perron's uh, birthday party, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Dennis Perron is the father of the medical marijuana 
um, bill that passed in California, and he's a lifetime advocate and activist, and he's one of those people that, you know, we stand on his shoulders in a lot of ways, and he's still out there. He still supports our efforts, and uh, we still support his. So, Terry, you're the big winner, and uh, you will get the mother of all prizes because I didn't get the prize put together. So um, let's continue on here, folks. we got enough time for Tom Corby and the NorCal Report. Before we get to Tom Corby, I do want to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by the Coffee Party and the Coffee Party Radio Network. And if you're ever listening to the show and you have something to say, all you have to do is hang up, dial again, and tell our amazing screener, Mary, the non-compliant screener, what you want to say. If you've got a comment, if you've got something that you want to add to it, now's the time. We're going to begin our new segment here, and our new segment is called What Am I Willing to Do? Not what can I do, or not what can you do, but what am I willing to do? What am I willing to do? And if you are willing to do something to help us end prohibition, um, call in. you got 12 minutes left. And hopefully, if nobody gets that this segment existed right now, it will happen in future shows. Um, but call in. Call in now. The number is 646-929-2495. Once again, 646-929-2495. And you call in and say to Mary, I want to I wanna help. And you'll get a chance to tell us what you're willing to do. And if what you're willing to do makes any kind of sense and it's something that the Human Solutions can get behind, we will do that. My hope is that people that are willing to help will inspire others willing to help and we'll get more helping done. It's a, kind of a, a, a simple premise. So I'm going to start. What am I willing to do? Well, I'm willing to do this radio show, for one. I think it's important. This is a show that, as you can see, is commercial-free. Um, we give a voice to everybody who needs it. Anybody willing to help, we coordinate. Uh, we share stories of people in need. Um, it's not necessarily a miracle for everybody, but it could be. It's up to us. Uh, so I'm willing to continue doing this show. That's one of the things I'm willing to do. Another thing I'm willing to do is I'm willing to um, help Craig Cecil out. I'm willing to write a letter and make a phone call. I'm not, and I'm going to go on to the website, the Bureau of Prison website, which is information is on the press release, and I'm going to file a complaint. I'm going to do it both as Joe Grumbine, the individual, and as Joe Grumbine, the CEO of the Human Solution International Civil Rights Organization. Those are two little things. It's going to take me two hours to do the show a week and probably an hour total to do that. If I could get 100 or 1,000 people to just match my hour to connect with the Bureau of Prisons to talk about Craig Cecil and what he needs and what's been done to him, I guess, we'd get some, we'd get some action. We'd get it done. So call in, once again, 646-929-2495, and let me know what you're willing to do. And uh, you got till the end of the show. I'll take everybody. I welcome. All right, it's time for Tom Corby and the NorCal Report. I believe we've got some good news coming in from Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. I hope that the fires are far away from you today. Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, the Coffee Party Radio Show 
Mary, Becca, all those on the front line coming together, put your rifts aside on the end prohibition, free all our POWs. This is all of, always been our goal and vision at the Human Solution International. No one should be going to jail for our plan. Uh, I would first like to say, of course, uh, congratulations to Frank Canan, who Joe knows very well. Uh, Frank uh, had his case dismissed uh, here on the 11th. Yes, and he is very thankful. He was in my house about a month ago. Huh? I said Frank was at my house about a month ago. Uh, uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about his case. He actually was charged. He was actually charged with DUI misdemeanor uh, with all three uh, alcohol, cannabis, and pharmaceuticals. Uh, Basically, uh, Frank's listening today. He might want to talk. Uh, He was in Louisiana for a funeral. And he came back on the plane. He had a couple beers, and he was driving on Highway 90, Highway 70, right out here. Joe knows off of Ophir Road in Oroville. I got pulled over by the Highway Patrol. Well, he had a, he had a feud with his wife, on actually his girlfriend, excuse me, <laughs> and she was driving. She she stopped in the middle of the road, got out, and started walking. So Frank hopped in and drove the car 1,500 feet to a safe place. So his intent in the first place, when I looked at his case, I've given these defendants three to one odds now that their cases are going away. We're setting huge precedents in Butte County, and thanks, Joe, and all all those on the front line. All over the world, international, we're 50 chapters. When we get these cases dismissed, so Frank uh, took them on. Uh, what he would tell you right now would really help this case. Like Alex Lyons, he took he t- waived his rights to waive time and took them on to a speedy trial. Forty-five days. The county has to make a decision. This really puts the pressure on. Always come with a 995 dismiss probable cause motion quashing to first on uh, probable cause is winning cases left and right up here in Butte County. In fact, Joe will tell you my calendar was full six busted. Uh, I want to thank Joe again coming up for us for court support uh, for one of our six pre-trials uh, we're going to get you up here and your crew soon for a harvest fest and uh, work on getting these chapters going up here. We have a lot of interest now. <clears throat> and I just remind myself to breathe. And, <laughs> and then I, then I forget to breathe. And then, listen, that really does help. That's a fine job. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, of course, Donna. If she's going to say anything at all, she'll tell you to breathe. Yeah, bless your heart. 
I couldn't do it without her. Uh, when I look on my notes here, and I think it's always good when you come into a radio show to have some kind of outline. And I, I, my first two words I always see is avocation and discovery. Frank is so ever thankful for some avocation and getting his discovery, which he had worked it. Uh, he actually, what happened, this is pretty interesting. Uh, uh, I could talk uh, a couple hours just about Frank's case. Yeah. You, know, he's just down, oh, you could like talk those. a couple hours about sap running in a tree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're I not consider that a, a, a compliment. We got a lot to say. That's right. So, one of the things that, that that we do is we push them and we make them sick of us. We throw everything at them. And the first course is our discovery. And how can you work your case if you don't have your discovery and know exactly what's against you? No one knows your case better than you so when we're advocating with you we go 50 50 with you and you work your own case it is how i had my case dismissed in butte county here it's historical uh i could spend four or five hours on my case alone and chose how all these cases, dr allen's case are all historical um uh, setting huge precedents around the world to find the end prohibition and free all our POWs. We always remember that follow the money, they're all making big money on us. I'm just going on and on and rambling here. I'm going to get back to cut to the chase here. Uh, so uh, Frank uh, was actually listening to this. This is, this is, this is very interesting. Uh, I said, uh, give give uh, uh, Stefana Firmino a call, talking about her up here in Butte County with Jodea Foster. Uh, she had Alex Lyons' case dismissed. I said, give her a call, and uh, and she was gonna he was gonna hire her for twenty five hundred dollars. He gave her a five hundred dollar retainer. The night before, the DA called DA Fehe. And I want to thank him for seeing the light here in the DA. I actually can uh, apologize to Frank for any frustrations he called, caused him. Uh, I'm cutting in the middle here. Uh, the DA, DEA, finally realized had no grounds and dropped the case. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty historical. Frank, so uh, grateful for the application and support, just setting them up in the right direction. And we never, like Joe said, we never make plea deals. Everybody would take them on to trial. We wouldn't be here today. We would end prohibition years ago. Oh, I just remember to breathe again. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, when we talk about the Human Solution International dot slash calendar, uh, so important to go there when you can go to the website, also Facebook, whatever way you can go viral and get the word out there. So thank Becca Nichols for all she does. Uh, she could take Frank Canan off uh, his TRC coming up here Monday, October 16th at 1.30 p.m. And so congratulations.
congratulations, Frank Canan. Frank came after with me, helped me in my garden, do my cages, and getting ready to complete harvesting. He's the master in the medicine. He's been doing it 20 years. Gave me some really good guidance. Joe knows very well. He's helped Joe down there, too. Bob Jared, his friend that came for him, has actually opened a dispensary up in northern, northern California, up in Cedar City. Uh, let's see. And he will be touting uh, uh, your products also, Joe, with Willow Creek Springs. You have some of the best products because you want the best medicine for your patient on that level. <laughs> Jump in there. Uh so, oh, okay, so uh, Frank was just ready to pay for me, you know, $2,500, and pay. just happened to call the night before and said, the case is going to be dismissed, you just have to come in. Uh, I went on on uh, the day of this, uh, actually, the day of his TRC, went in and had his case dismissed. I posted a picture of his freedom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you've never, if you, court of court, if you've never experienced it, you come a long ways with the defendant, just give him some help and support. And, and you go in and you give an acquittal or dismissal, there's nothing, uh, there's no reward like it. That's why we keep coming. Uh, and I always say, if we don't comfort ourselves, comfort our kids and our grandkids. And we don't want them going to jail for a plant. Never been in jail for this plant. I hope you never have to go through it. I don't think you ever get over. Uh, but it does, like Joe says, uh, adversity makes us stronger. And uh, we keep fighting on. Uh, I'm going to jump to Ray Sharp. He's, I think he's listening tonight. Jackie Little's his case coming up uh, here. And, uh, oh, by the way, so uh, Frank didn't have to pay the 2500 and Firmino was going to refund the $500 uh, retainer charge on that. I'm jumping back in. <clears throat> Ray Sharp's case is, is a code enforcement. Really out of line here. I've given him three to one odds that his case is going to be dismissed. Like I gave Frank, he'll tell you. They won't take. They will not take my bet. They know better because we are getting cases dismissed up here. One of the best the things you gotta get your discovery. Start filing. Don't count on your attorneys, your PD, to file your nine nine five dismiss probable cause motions. Our our dismiss probable cause traverse motion and quash. To the warrant motion is still in the higher course after six years. They're still looking at our case. It could still be dismissed. It always keeps going on. So Ray Sharp, Dan and Strong, he was here with me today, gave me a hand. So grateful uh, to be appreciated for the support and the avocation, which is a huge word that Joe taught me. He has a Ray Sharp had, uh, code enforcement only in Butte County. Uh, he had nine charges. He's now down to one charge because all the other charges were BS. And yes, he worked his case. And yes, he had a discovery. 
and yes, he's coming strand strong, and he will not take a deal for his. Uh, now this is in Chico because this is civil court enforcement, so it's a civil case. So I got to go to Chico, you know, 30 miles from here. And when I went for for his his uh, uh, his attorney, uh, Charnell James, dropped him. Although she did file. Uh, the injunction lawsuit against these court enforcement officers that were really out of line. Uh, so she did do her job. So Ray, uh, at his hearing, so glad I was there with with uh, Jackie Little, his lady, uh, motioned to the judge for a 995 dismissal, and the judge pointed out because it's because it's not. Well, yeah, actually, he allowed he allowed that, Joe. He allowed him to go ahead on pro per and, and file uh, a 995 dismiss probable cause motion. Uh, the first motion he made was for counsel uh, by the county. Have to uh, sign up counsel. Uh, the judges pointed out that in this case they 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 don't have to sign him counsel. So he's actually going pro per. And he's coming up uh, on the 20th next Friday. Uh, that's at 9, 9 a.m. Uh, and uh, Chico at 1775 uh, Concord Street, Chico. Uh, local court support is always requested. Uh, actually, uh, you'd be glad you came. Uh, I actually kind of miss, I mean, I don't care to spend every day, all day court trials, but uh, I actually miss uh, some of the drama that goes on inside <laughs> these court. <laughs> There's no drama like it. Joel will tell you, and then hey, you don't have to tell me about it. I got drug out of court and locked up four times. I know all about know. the drama. <laughs> I know. And then that we were coming down for court support. We had some people coming down for your for your uh, second trial. Is that right, Joe? And you, you actually? Uh, oh yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to go through yeah. that one. Right, and we, and then all of a sudden you went in one day, and you, you thought you might be going to back to jail, and they just dismissed your case. This is what happened with Frank. So, uh, it's so important to stand your ground, throw everything at them, no plea deals, take them to trial, put them on a 45-day time wa- waiver. Uh, keep throwing all the subpoenas, uh, subpoena your doctors, uh, all your complaints, and start throwing everything at them and just make you sick of you. And if they don't like the work, uh, they got to keep their jobs. Uh, that's why they always throw a plea deal and they make three times as much the PDs when they deal you out. So Ray's also very thankful to the Human Solution International and Court Support. Uh, he's on the counter uh, again for 9 a.m. next Friday. Uh, that's in Chico at, at the new courthouse. Actually, it's over the new courthouse. One of my posts when I try to post is build uh, more schools, not prisons and courthouses. I leave with a, my mindset is 995 dismissed motion, probable cause, caution, suppress is so important is how we're winning these cases. We push them to the limit, like Joe says. Throw everything at them. Let them know we are not backing down. Uh, Ray and Frank will tell you 
I'm not guilty for anything. I'm not taking any deal. That's your mindset. I want to thank everybody today uh, for another historical radio show. Uh, and don't forget to breathe, folks. Uh, is there any questions you have? Uh, I could actually go on here. A couple things with Frank Canam's case is that uh, he uh, proved with three three blood tests, not actually blood tests. They, they he proved with three tests that his his VA uh, blood alcohol and whatever was under in, in the sixth range, and then they coerced him by saying they're going to take his license to make him take a blood test. Kind of like Dan Levine, where they they forced him and cursed him into a blood test, and that was part of the uh, yeah coercion. So that, that kind of helped the case. Also, his girlfriend. Uh, uh, I want to thank the DDA for seeing the light in this case that he had no grounds. He actually called the girlfriend, and the girlfriend verified everything Frank said. He had no intent to drive the car that day. They actually had him up for like reckless driving to DUI. Frank thought he was screwed. He would tell you he is so grateful, and I'm so grateful for Frank. Frank also comes from me and others. Thanks all those today, Joe and Willie. I'm always ready to listen to Willie at the end. So honored to have him as a member of the Human Solution International. What I will say about the Human Solution International floats is forever. It should really actually be four words. It's a humane human solution to end prohibition. And no one should go to jail for a plan. Thank you all today. Donna to say, and don't forget to breathe. <laughs> all right, Tom Corby, always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, you, I didn't get anybody that called in to tell me what they're willing to do to end prohibition, but you clearly exemplify so many things that people can do. Hopefully next week we'll get a little more participation. Next week I'm not sure. I'm going to be out of town um, on Wednesday. I'm going to try to figure out a way to do a live show, um, but we may end up falling back to a rerun. But hopefully um, I'll be in a place that I can – Keep the show going, and we'll be able to do it live from uh, either Massachusetts or Rhode Island, one one of the two. Anyways, I want to thank Vivian and Roger and Tom and uh, Sharon and Mark and everybody else, uh, Becca and Mary and and, uh, the Coffee Party and the Coffee Party Radio Network for giving us a place to do this and being a part of it. And ultimately, uh, we're going to end Prohibition together. We'll see you all next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.